Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the episode of the Shipe Sports Talk Show. It is Thursday, which means it is NFL Thursday, Reskin football time. Kickoff is in about 15 minutes. We will pre- be providing updates throughout the game on RG3's progress. Maybe get some Kirk Cousin news, Colt McCoy, how the defense is doing. So we will be giving updates throughout the show. But as always, I am your host, Matthew Shipe, joined always by my co-host and producer, Paul. How's it going, Matt? Sorry, can you hear me there? That's yeah, we can hear you now. How are you doing, Paul? I'm all right. How are you? Join across from me, as always, David the Coach Sipe. Nice. Nice to be here. And to my left, as always, Brad Lefty Cameron. Welcome back, sports fans. Shipe, thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. No problem. Today's show is sponsored by Buffalo Wings and Beer of Germantown, Maryland. Go in and enjoy their variety of wings and beers. Enjoy the three dozens HD televisions for all your sporting events. Buffalo Wings and Beer of Germantown. Go out and have some fun. They also have some pool tables. They have trivia night. So go out and enjoy some BWBs. All right. Not, that's like the original B-dubs, I think. It is. Everybody it is, calls yeah. the other one right. B-dubs. Shall but not this be is, named yeah. <laughs> the other one. Exactly. But please enjoy BWB. It's a really good place to go. We always have our drafting parties there, and the wings flavors are amazing. Mm. They are really good. All right, so today on the show, what we have for you is we're going to go over the Redskins' first preseason game, what we liked, what we didn't like, how everyone looked. Uh, we're also going to discuss the Redskins' tight end situation. Took a hard hit last week. Uh, Niles Paul went out. Logan Paulson went out. And Jordan Reed's a little banged up. So um, as of now, I'm going to list every tight end on that roster that is not hurt that I know of besides Jordan Reed. That's it. That's all I know. I know Jordan Reed. That's it. There's no one on that roster that we know. And I speak for everyone here. We don't know anyone on that roster. Yeah. Uh, Then afterwards, we're going to discuss some Nationals who are on a two-game win streak. They got a game back. Thank you to the Birds and Birdland up in Baltimore for getting a win against the Mets. They just couldn't win on the first game. Those darn dirty Birds. (laughs) But sorry, we got two row against Colorado, and the Nationals are going for the sweep tonight. Uh, like I said, kickoff is in 15 minutes, and the Nationals start their first pitch at 8.30, so we'll give you updates, especially for the Redskins, and we'll probably be out of here before the Nats start. So let's get right into it. Let's go to the Redskins' first preseason game last week where they played the Cleveland Browns. The Redskins came out victorious 20-17. to I'm going to go over some of the bot score real quick on how everyone looked. Uh, RG3 went 4 for 8 for 36 yards. Uh, the good thing about RG3 is is that um, we all noted before the show that if Pierre Garçon had caught a 60-yard touchdown, his stat line would have looked a lot better. Less incompletions with the more touchdowns, so you have to take that into consideration. Garçon won't drop that ball probably during the regular season. I sure hope not. That's, yep. Uh, we had Kirk Cousins, 12 for 1,454 yards. He did take a sack, so he looked pretty good. And McCoy came in during crunch time and... Four for six, 33 yards. You really can't take much from McCoy. He was in there just during garbage time. Uh, the big thing for the Redskins last week was the rushing. Alfred Morris, eight carries for 42 yards, averaging 5.3. Matt Jones, five carries for 38 yards, averaging 7.6. Chris Thomas, five carries for 28 yards, averaging 5.6. Another loss for the Redskins is Cyrus Red is out for the year. I believe it's Torres ACL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's out. Uh, the big run for Alfred Morris last week was it was a fourth and one, fourth and two situation, and he went up the middle and then bounced it right to the outside for an 18-yard gain, so that was big. Uh, Reskins receiving, you had Andre Roberts leading the way, four receptions, 71 yards. I think all those were from um, Kirk Cousins. 
Mm-hmm. Ryan Grant, who I wanted to look at a lot, had three receptions, 36 yards. Uh, the main man that I really wanted to see, Crowder, was out with an injury. Yeah, did not play. He's yeah. a game-time decision this week, and I have a feeling that depending on field conditions, he probably won't go this week. They don't want to risk any injuries from anyone. True. Uh, there was three fumbles. We lost two of them. Red, I believe, fumbled on his injury play, I believe. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Roberts lost a fumble. Defensive side, the rookie Preston Smith looked very... Very great. He had six tackles, five solo, one sack, two tackles for a loss. So he looked really, really good in the um, defensive side. Uh, the Russians' defense did really good. They only allowed a hundred and excuse me, hundred and seventy total yards from Cleveland. Cleveland scored seventeen. I mean, really, the big drive for Cleveland was just the first drive, and that was it. Uh, the Johnny Menzel drive where he scored. I mean, they only had a Joe thirty-six yards. So really. Except for that first drive, the first team defense, you know, they had a little bit of a hitch up there, but they really kept, you know, Cleveland checked the whole game. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, so, Brad, let's go with your thoughts on the game first. What did you like and what didn't you like? You know, one thing I think the skins need to get back to, which will really help enhance RG3's ability to make plays and put less pressure on him, is we need to be able to run the football better. You know, our offensive line has been useless the past couple of years. Uh, and that puts stress on Alfred Morris, but also stress on RG3. Uh, and, and the way we ran the football, I thought, was 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 great. You know, Alfred, he busted open that fourth and one. I, I, I really want to see him take that to the house. And I think once, you know, once he's kind of in football mode a little bit more, uh, you know, in the regular season, he'll, you know, he'll make that play on the safety and be, be able to beat the safety and take that to the house. You know, we, we want to see him convert those those big runs where it's, you know, one man to miss. You, you got to beat him. Uh, but look at Matt Jones. You know, look at our ability to run the football. It, it it really helped RG3, and I think it really helped the defense stay back a little bit. You know, and enabling RG3 to get a little bit more time in the pocket, be a little bit more comfortable, and, and really not force him to have to move the ball as much. Uh, you know, really moving the ball through the ground, and then and then kind of using play action and, and using simple passing plays uh, to 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 help RG3 get involved as well. So I, I really liked what I what I saw from the offense, and you know if Garcon could have caught that pass, you know we, we'd be talking differently about RG three. His numbers weren't that impressive, uh, but you know say for instance Garcon catches that, takes it to the house, it could be a different story. You know there were a couple passes that RG three maybe got away with when he was rolling out uh, on a long third down conversion and, and kind of tossed it up at the sideline, and Ryan Grant made a really nice play, uh, but he missed a couple also. Uh, looks that 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 he really should have should have should have found a receiver on there's receivers open where you know he, he he kept it and he needs to get more comfortable with with getting rid of the ball knowing that the check downs are going to be there uh instead of trying to run as much because he did take a couple hits that uh you know obviously look at his injury background uh it's nothing to be proud of and we don't want him to take any hits like it's that simple this is preseason and, and he took a couple licks <laughs> well i don't want to see that uh, just real quick for tonight's game, uh, they just did the inactives. Uh, D'Angelo Hall's out. Jordan Reed is out. Junior Gillette is out. Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson's out. Trent Williams is out. Jamison Crowder is out. And Ryan Kerrigan are all out tonight. So ah. you really don't get to see, you know, most of the starters on the sure. defensive side. And Trent Williams, we'll see what happens. You know, you can't have Williams. He's got to sit if he's not, you know, if he's not feeling banged up because you don't need him hurt. Because if he's hurt, that's really going to hurt RG3. And um, speaking of the offensive line, I thought Morgan Moses and Sheriff looked like a really good team for that run game. Yeah, mm-hmm. they looked really tremendous. I think this run game is going to be is going to carry this team. To be honest, that's that. Yeah, I think that's that's really what we base our offense around uh, is our ability to run the football. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. All right, Coach, yeah. what are your thoughts on the game? 
Well, the I watched. Uh, like I said I didn't watch the the complete game uh, before I uh, got tired and uh, hit hit the sack because uh, you know the high school football league has started and I get up early and go to bed early for that. But I I thought for the first scrimmage I give them if you go one to five I'll give them about a three point five for what what happened what they did. Uh, I, I liked some of the things the defense did. Uh, you know, they were getting after it's 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 a new scheme on the defense with Joe Barry. So, you know, it's going to take a little a, a little bit of time to get used to. But I think once uh, it got it gets going with all the defensive help that they got, I, I it's going to be better than what they had. They were putting some pressure. You know, they were getting some stops on the run, but. Uh, you know, I I thought for the first game they they looked okay, and you know there's improved you know more stuff there to get better, you know which they will. I I think like Brad was talking, the big thing for them is get the run game going. I mean, if if the run game goes, RG three will will you know as the run game goes, so will RG three. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, right. he, set up, he you gets set up play action for him. Well, oh yeah, play action, man. Yeah. Just like he won't have to throw mm-hmm. the ball as much. You know what? When right. defenses know, because he doesn't, you know, he's not that that good at just dropping back and uh, going through progressions and throwing. We've obviously seen that. Uh, right. You know, plus our offensive line doesn't give him the best time. So if defenses are playing, you know, playing more conscious towards the run, it right. will make RG 3s job a little bit easier. Right. And I think Callahan has, you know, the offensive line coach there. I think he has created a pretty good tandem with. Uh, Moving Sharif into into the, uh, the the guard and putting Moses out of tackle. He's he's using what he has and the best of their abilities, and that's what makes him one of the, one of the uh, you know be, gre- best or greatest line coaches. I think some people have in the Redskin community have, have talked and maybe have compared him to Joe Bugle, you know, because the, the way he is so technical with these offensive linemen. This hand has to be here. This foot has to be here so forth and so forth in order to get the job done. So, you know, I, they, they get going up front, and Callahan will do a pretty good job with them. Uh, I think they, they they should be all right. They should get some running tonight and uh, should give RG3 some time. And going off of the first game, I think what we touched on earlier was what's really hurting the Redskins right now are the injuries are starting to pile up. Yeah. I listed all yep. three there. That I mean, I listed the people who are out. Deshaun actually had, you know, he had to separate his shoulder. D'Angelo with the groin twerk knee problem that we saw what happened on Hard Knots when yeah. he should have just kept his mouth shut and not say anything to Hopkins. That's not to do with slipping. What does that have to do with slipping? It's uh-huh. not like Hopkins like picked him up and slammed him. True. Right. He just slipped and he got he got tweaked a little bit. Well, it sucks that it was shown on television. That's the only bad thing. Okay, well, yeah. sure. But, but still, anyway, but you got Williams who needs to stay healthy. Kerrigan, I think they're just sitting him for probably pre-care. Cautionary reasons. Yeah, I don't think there's any. You know, it's just preseason. There's, yeah, you know. and I don't think Gillette is really fully recovered from you know some nicks and bruises he has. So there's no sense in throwing him out there tonight when if they can get him better. You know, th- you know, you look at professional football. Third, the third preseason. That's is, when. That's when all the starters go to three three quarters. They, yeah, they want to get that in, and then as you know the. Anybody offers you tickets for the last preseason game, don't take them. You're going to see people you don't even know about yeah, sure. or haven't heard of. I would so. say at least third preseason game, yeah. uh, fourth preseason game, they, they really take the training wheels off mm-hmm. and they say, go ahead. Uh, you know, you, you guys are fully yeah. fully in shape. 
you know, give it 100%. Your body's yeah. ready to sustain hits. Um, you know, it's go mode now. Yeah, that's a dress rehearsal game. Yeah. But, I mean, you got Jordan Reed, who's also out tonight, and we're going to go over that right now to where you got to keep Reed healthy. You can't put him out there if there's a risk of him getting hurt because if Reed goes down, uh-oh. You're, you're, there's always a risk of him getting hurt yeah. even when he says he's healthy. I know, but if Reed does go down, they're in trouble. I mean, I'm looking at their depth chart, and you have Jerron Ham. Chase Ditson is the second, third guy. I don't know about you. I've never heard of those guys. They're they're probably they're small college kids. Probably you know just trying. They're probably trying to make the team on special teams. Now it's like, all right, guys. Now you gotta you gotta step up. Now someone tomorrow morning we're gonna hear a tight end's name. It's gonna be the guy who makes the play. One of these two guys, one of these backup tight ends, are gonna have to make a play tonight to stand out, or otherwise, the skins are gonna have to go out and get someone. A big name on the market now that I've mentioned here. That Scott McCoolin, the GM now that did very good with, is Scott, Scott, Zach Miller from Seattle that Scott worked with him mm, yeah. in Seattle. Right, so yeah. that could be a possibility. The whole Cooley thing, I think it's been Ooh. crossed. Cooley, that's Ooh. crossed out. I mean, I think they said three of the four won him back. One guy didn't, and I'm pretty sure we all know who that one guy was probably. <laughs> Let's not mention any names. Yeah. I'm going to go with McCoolin. Anonymous. I'm going to go with the GM. I'm sure Bruce, Danny Boy, maybe Jay Gruden won him back, but... Sorry, you can't be a fanboy anymore, Reston fans. You, if you want to win, the fanboyness has got to stop. Mm, agree. I hate to yeah, say it, but I I, you know, Cooley. Oh, you know, he's a could be a Ring of Honor guy. Well, you know what? He doesn't have it anymore. Don't be a fanboy just because it's Chris Cooley. You need to do what's best for the team, and that's probably going to be Zach Miller. But Brad, you said you had a little thing for us out on a limb. So what was that? You know, I think we really just need to be vigilant. Uh, you know, about what's on teams rosters right now who may get cut you know we need to be really really focused on that or possibly see if we can line up some kind of you know some some kind of trade early in the season you know i look at a team like philadelphia who has brent selick who's getting a little bit older in age you know they 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 drafted Ertz mm-hmm. and they're really trying to get Ertz up and going you know, i wonder if Ertz really gets going for them does selick become some kind of trade talk because he's he's a solid tight end you know i feel like he would work in our system He's a he's relatively sure-handed. He's a good blocker. Uh, you know, I think we need to be vigilant, looking for options like that uh, in terms of setting up some kind of trade for for some kind of you know, you know maybe veteran or, uh, or or someone who who has a really good upside coming out of out of someone's training camp that maybe didn't make the team that that possibly would would take a shot on. I'm I'm more leaning towards let's let's try and find a trade. You know that that's more what I'm what I'm leaning towards and. And 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 Selig and Ertz are are quite the the tandem. I know a lot of teams go with like a you know double tight end type mm-hmm. type look because tight end is becoming a really really key position in terms of uh, you know being able to move the football and 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 winning big games. Uh, but I, I say we look for some kind of trade, try and find a tight end that still has some life left in them. Uh, you know maybe someone a little older. And normally I don't say that because the Redskins always do that. They try and find old talent and and, and renew it, but uh, you know, in that sense, with the Eagles, you know, possibly. I, I, you know, I don't know what they're looking to do with Selick, but I don't think that'd be a bad option necessarily for us at all. Here's a crazy thought. Maryland native Vernon Davis. He's really not, hasn't been the same in 49ers. Maybe it could True. be the quarterback play. True. Kaepernick really the past two years, you know, he, you know, he went to Maryland University. I don't know how much in favor he is there anymore. I mean, I think he's gone in and out of favor there. 
why not maybe a fifth or a sixth round pick? Maybe you could get for someone like Vernon Davis. What's his contract looking like right now? I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I have like, to look it up. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have to look and see he when his contract is up. Contract last I don't, year or I don't two think, years no, ago? No, that no? Was, no, that I, was I cap. Yeah, that cap. was Kaepernick. I, I don't think I think Vernon Davis's contract is is quite ne- negotiable. Um, that that's not a bad option at all. And uh, I would love to have Vernon Davis play for us because if we can have a tight end who can stretch the field, you know, we we haven't really had a speed tight end, right? Uh, you know, virtually ever. We've had, you know, Cooley, who's solid. Uh, you know, Fred Davis was our kind of vertical threat and Jordan Reed, but they, you know, they weren't healthy or, or he's, were in the he's in the last year of his deal. He's in the last year Last year of his deal for, uh, I think it's base salaries, 4.3 million. So it's, you know, it, you'll take two, you do, you'll take 2.2 million probably in the cap if you probably get him. But that's not a bad, that's not a bad thing. To, we got the money probably to bring him on. And, you know, yeah. why not? I mean, you just need him, you know, kind of like you, Kind of like what you say in baseball, it's just for rent for one year. I mean, that would be a massive spark offensively. You know, you look at a guy like Vernon Davis, and if he starts streaking down the middle of the field, right. s- safeties have to watch him. And then you got Deshaun Jackson streaking up the sidelines. Uh, you know, people have said Vernon Davis has, you know, 4 3, 4 4 type speed. Um, you know, he, he's obviously talented. If we get him in the mix with Garcon and Jackson, I, you know, that. That that would really help RG three a lot. I would love to see because you see that the 49ers look like they're going to start a rebuilding phase. They lost a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. so why not maybe you know get some draft picks? Yeah, yeah, you know, like maybe okay. you know, here's a fifth round, maybe even a fourth round. Hey, you know, we'll take Vernon Davis off your hands, free you up some cat space, because I'm sure you want to rebuild and you know you need some draft picks. I know McCoolin likes to get draft picks, but you know it's never hard to maybe trade for some more on, on draft day. But maybe sure. go out and tell the Fort. You know, maybe Davis will love to come back home to Maryland. Maybe playing in his hometown, you know, would be good for him. And I think there's actually been discussion maybe trying to get him in a trade, you know, earlier on in his career or maybe a couple of years ago or last year. But why not? I mean, like you said, with his speed down there, I mean, you have him, Garcon, and Deshaun. I mean, who are you going to cover? Who goes down the field? And also, yeah. I think someone like RG3 really needs a good check down the man in case he gets in trouble or anything. And I think Vernon Davis is that guy. Who could do it? Now we're all just talking crazy. We're not GMs. We're not coaches. But you know, I, I think Vernon Davis. I, I wouldn't take a look at him. Why not? You also have two tight ends and the Colts, who are very also good. But I don't think the Colts are in, probably going to get rid of any of them anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I think the Colts are pretty comfy right now. Yeah, I, I, but look for a team that has two tight ends. Maybe a second one that's you know maybe starting to get in favor or veteran like Vernon Davis that's starting to get out of favor with this team and see what can, you can go from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Vernon Davis wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad option to look at. No, that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. And with the tight ends, you go, you also look at when the uh, next cut down comes for the uh, NFL teams when they have to get down. I, I think that's probably in a week or week or so. And you yeah. have veterans who will be cut right, because right. of uh, counting mm-hmm. salary cap space. And that's yeah, usually sure. going to be all the time. basically at, around the third, third scrimmage after the third scrimmage, they're going to, they're going to cut down. So, you know, and, and I think with with the the new general manager that the Redskins have, uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna look at his options. His options are, he's not like you say, he's not gonna jump out at the first one he sees and goes, oh, that's who I want. Uh, he's he, he wants to make this team win. He wants sure. to put them back on top. So he may feel that he has some time to look at who's out there and make the right choice. Because you know he's doing has done pretty good so far, 
Yeah. You know, he started with a gr- good draft, probably the best draft in Well, don't get years. me wrong. Did he also draft Vernon Davis? Was he part of that? Was he there when Davis was drafted? I'm not the, sure. For, with San Fran? Yeah. Was he there yet? I, I'd have to I'd have to look. I'm not I'm not positive. Because if you think about it, he was probably there during the whole fiasco with Singletary and everything, and he kept yeah. Davis around when Singletary said, I want him gone. So maybe he likes something in Davis. Because I think, huh. you know, maybe almost like what Rizzo sure. does with the Nats, you know, you make these connections with teams that you've been on before and make relationships. I and mean, we see Rizzo has a relationship with Billy Bean. Sure, don't burn bridges. Yeah. 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 That's why something to look up. It's possible. Mm-hmm. That'd be, uh, yeah, that, that, that'd be great. Or, you know, you, you, like you said, you got some veterans that don't make rosters. Right. You know, like Dallas Clark, like like Owen Daniels, you know, these these right. guys who still probably have some. Well, I think Daniels is making the roster of the Broncos. Well. I think he's their number one. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know, he, yeah. he's bounced around the past couple of years from a different, you know, right. from a couple of different teams, and, and he's still a solid impact type player. You know, he's not obviously your go-to, but 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 in check down situations, uh, you know, just, just having a big football IQ, and not only that, being able to, me- you know, mentor Coach up the other tight ends, uh, you know, give them advice, kind of be be the wily veteran who who helps shape their careers a little bit. You know, if 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 every tight end had Owen Daniels' career, I think they'd be pretty dang happy. Funny thing about Owen Daniels is, you know, he's played for Gary Kubinak every NFL every season. Yeah, everywhere he's everywhere gone, he's going. So I don't think I don't yeah. think Kubiak's going to get rid of him <laughs> there. And I really think his careers may be revived again with Peyton. Like we always say, if you get the right quarterback, you'll be revived. Right. Sure. Right yeah. system, right quarterback, yeah, yep. no doubt. So I think the skins are about to kick off. So like I said, throughout the show, we'll give updates on RG3, you know, big plays. Uh, right now, we're going to go around the league in some other big games for the preseason week one, look at, you know, maybe some of the rookies. Start with Marcus Mariota with the Titans. First two drives, interception. Then he had the fumble. So he didn't start off too good, but he did. But the final drive, he took him down the field to a field goal. He finished seven for eight, 94 yards. The one interception. So with that, you take out those first two drives. You know, the last drive, you know, wasn't too bad. I think he finished off seven for seven. The only, yeah, the only incompletion was the interception. So not bad Which for him. Which is still a completion to the other yeah, team. No one dropped team. it. Uh, the big thing in that game was, I think, was Matt Ryan going six for six, eighty-six yards. I mean, he just Matt Ryan just yeah. Him and Julio were Julio uh, caught sixty-one of those of those eighty-six yards. Yeah. So Julio looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Nets. We're gonna look at. Give me just one second, everyone. I apologize. <laughs> We're going to go to Jameis Winston, how he did. I think he also had one interception, same as Mariota. He went nine for 19, 131 yards, one interception. I think they threw him. I think he had a couple more series in Mariota. I think they, yeah, yeah, they, they wanted, him in there through the they wanted to see how he yeah. threw the ball. Yeah. So that's what he did. Those were the two big, you know, Quarterbacks, everyone's looking at the guy that the Redskins are playing tonight. The running back for the Lions, uh, I'm a, Amir Abdullah, had an incredible preseason game for rookie. I think he had a big 45 yard run. So that's another guy to look out for tonight to see how he does against his defense. Well, yeah, he can be yeah. uh, he can be explosive. You know, we, we we've seen in in college and also his first preseason game. If if he gets loose, uh, he's got some wheels on him and he can make plays in the open field. So you know, skin's got to be. <laughs> You know, I'm sure that's going to be a point of interest for the defense is, hey, get this guy down before he even gets going, you know, if, if he gets the rock. And, you know, that's the thing that Detroit needed. They needed a run game. Yeah, if they this did. Guy, this young man comes in and provides a run game, that just opens everything up for the for the receivers that Detroit has. Sure, yeah, with yeah. Tate and Johnson and yes. Stafford all of a yes. sudden. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, another game I want to look at was Kansas City, who just beat up on Arizona. But Kansas City, who didn't throw – one single, one single touchdown last year through three. It's preseason, Two but receiver. hey, 
hey, they did better, so we'll see what happens. I think I really think we're going to see Jeremy Macklin make a difference on that team. Uh, Baltimore, the local team, they won 30-27 to over New Orleans. Uh, Matt Schaub had a pretty good game for the Ravens. He went 11 for 18, 130, 134, one touchdown. Flacco, one drive. He went five for six for 33 yards. Uh, Forsett only ran the ball twice. So we'll see what goes on with Baltimore there, especially their receiving core with the loss of Torrey Smith. Mm. Uh, so rather than another game was, uh, we're seeing in Buffalo a, v- a very interesting quarterback Competition there. Yeah, yeah. No one knows what. No what one the right now. Be, they have uh, right now. Tyron Taylor is number one on the depth chart behind Matt. Uh, behind him, Matt Castle and EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel is number three on that depth chart now. He's dropped, and that just shows. I mean, you may be a first round pick. Doesn't guarantee you're going to be in the league that long. Well, certainly, and uh, he's he's had his chance to try and earn his spot and solidify his spot, and he literally hasn't done it. And so, you know. It's back to the drawing board for Buffalo right now. You know, they got a new coach in Rex. He, he's looking to try and spark something, uh, you know, and so so here comes Tyrod. You know, he's like, all right, let, you know. He also ran for he also ran six times for 47 yards, so he's, a, he's a dual threat, yeah. yeah Another a, Virginia Tech product who can run the ball. Another quarterback from Virginia Tech. True, he is a dual threat, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I wonder, you know, with his lack of experience, how – you know how high his IQ is going to be when you know when it's Sunday and JJ Watt is staring you down. Uh, you know I I just I wonder how much lack of experience is going to come into play if if Tyrod gets the starting nod. You know how much will lack of experience really come into play in terms of being able to consistently move the football uh, and really put his team in position to win. Well, here's the thing I like about Tyron Taylor is that um he spent the first couple of his career with Baltimore, so Ravens. he learned. He's behind Joe Flacco. He learned from Harbaugh. Right. Got to learn from Gary Kubinak. So he did learn from some very good people. Maybe yeah. he's putting that knowledge into everything up there. Maybe, you know, starting to do good. And, and you could be absolutely right. And, it, you know, it, it's just a matter of time. You know, it, it, my, my thing's all hypothetical. You know, I, we, I just have to see. He's got to prove it to me that that on Sunday I'm like, okay, Tyrod is, is going to get the job done. Or is Tyrod going to kind of look still kind of confused, kind of shaky? needs a little bit more experience to really grow and get comfortable with, you know, with, with taking this many snaps and, and, and playing against other first team defenses instead of kind of garbage time that, that he may have played and, when he was with Baltimore. Right. And, and you know, the, the fans over in Baltimore like Tyrod Taylor. Oh, sure. They, when he came into the game, you could feel a little bit of, oh, energy in the stands, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was preseason or even during the regular season. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, He's an exciting player. Now we just see if he can take some of that excitement up with Buffalo. All all Rex Ryan wants is a quarterback that can stabilize the offense. Okay? Give me a little bit of something, and then I'll come back with a defense. But don't go out there three and out, one one and throw it away, two and throw it away, and, and I got to bring the defense out, which means either try to win it or hold it. Stabilize his offense. And the defense, and and he'll ride the defense the rest of the way. Yeah, he just kind of looks for a game manager, right, at the quarterback position. Uh, you know, but I I don't know if that's enough anymore in the NFL to to really win big. You know, we've seen Rex with other solid teams. You know, with the Jets, where if he maybe would have had a quarterback that could have that could have brought him to the next level, yeah. could they have gone to the Super Bowl? So, you know, I, I wonder how well that tactic is really going to work in terms of just securing. You know. Getting you eight wins or, or or maybe nine wins that that could be the safest way to go. But yeah, I, I I just wonder about that tactic. You know, do you really need 
an Aaron Rodgers? You know, do you really need an Andrew Luck? You know, Tom Brady, do, do you need a guy like that who you can really lean on and say, hey, look, I'm not going to put pieces around you. Eventually, I'm going to hand you this piece of leather, and it's going to be your job to take us to the promised land. Uh, quick update. Uh, the rush teams were moving pretty good. They got one first down. They had a second and 11. RG3 was sat for 10-yard loss. Well, was sat and then a fumble recovered by the skins. So there was a fumble. They're going to be putting the ball away now to um, the Lions. The Lions will take over once the punt's away. So the first drive started off good. Alfred Morris had 10-yard run, but then second series, second uh, part of the drive didn't get going. RG3 had a fumble, but it was recovered by the Redskins. Uh, for the last preseason game we're going to talk to before we take a break, we're going to go up, no, up north town 95 towards the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm not getting the Tim Tebow first. I want to get to the rookie wide receiver. Maybe you can help me with the name. Nelson Aguilar, Aguilar who had an incredible 34-yard touchdown pass from Mark Sanchez, caught the ball up, and just he just took off. Yeah, you know, it was... It was a mixture of things. I mean, that, that was a great athletic play by I mean, the, the kid. I, the, I believe the quarterback probably thought he was going to drop it or something. But well, the pass was I don't horrible. Think it was meant to be thrown there necessarily. It was, uh, bad. and I think the defense made a very, very poor tackle. Uh, but, but good play by him. And and that's just you know that's kind of just a glimpse of some of the athleticism that mm-hmm. they really drafted that kid for. Uh, you know, so I think Philly is is excited that hey, look, sure, maybe it wasn't the best throw. He made an athletic play on the ball, and then he he took it upfield and scored. Uh, you know, I think that's what they were looking for out of him is, you know, can you just can you spark something for us? You know, we, we drafted you to to, to give us some light and some spark. And, and, and you, you lose Macklin it. to Sean back to back years. You need something like exactly. that. Exactly, You need something. So I think they were, you know, you know, really, really geeked up that that he made that play and and that, you know, drafting him where they took him and and having some of the, the weight put on him. He may be able to support it. So then let's go to Tim Tebow. Sits for 12, 69 yards, ran for one touchdown. So, you know, the fans went, oh, Tebow, he ran for a touchdown. Wait, hold on. So he's actually quarterbacking right now? Yes. He's throwing yeah. a ball? Yes, against third stringers. So. Where? Who's he with? Eagles. He's with the Eagles. Oh, my God. He's, you know what? In college, if he was with Chip Kelly, he probably would have won three more Heisman with that kind of offense Chip Kelly runs. In college. I said in college. Sure. In that's college. a big hypothetical. Maybe. Sure. Why not? But, I mean, right now the reports are Kelly wants to keep him on the team. And whether he's there for quarterback or maybe, like they said, maybe he'll be a two-point specialist. Like they said, teams are starting to look for now, yeah, now are two-point specialists. Yeah. Extra points could back up. Uh, I think the, I think the one of the first teams to go for two points, they showed a hard knots was the Texans, and they got it. So mm-hmm. they're showing that maybe you bring in a specialist like Tebow. You know, you put him back there with um, Sam Bradford. You don't know who's getting pass. the yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know who's getting the ball. If you know Bradford, Tebow. I mean, maybe. I mean, you can run the wildcat, I guess, with Tebow, who can probably maybe sling it better than a running back could. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily Chip Kelly's specialty, but 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 sure, you could. It's an option. Uh, but I, I think he's in there as a specialist for two point conversions. To know, be honest, let me throw this out there about Tim Tebow. Let's you know, let's all take this with a grain of salt. He hasn't played football in like virtually three years. You yeah. know what I mean? So. This is his first real live football action in at, at least two years, if not more. So, you know, for what he did, you know, obviously his numbers weren't that good, 50% completion percentage, what, whatever the case may be. And, you know, uh, he, he might have thrown a, a pick or got sacked a couple times. Like, we'll give him a break. He hasn't played football. You know, before we really analyze how they're possibly going to use Tim Tebow or, or you know, if he's going to make the roster and, and, you know, possibly be a starter – you know, let, let's just take in consideration this dude's barely played any football. 
Uh, you know, so so let's let's let him get some more reps before we really start. Well, I'm not downgrading. I'm just saying no, he looked yeah, pretty good yeah. for not playing in, well, in three years. I mean, he looked like he's in shape. It sure. looked like he didn't stop working out. No, he. Uh, uh, yeah, I know he's he's a hard worker. So yeah, he probably does. He's he's still physically fit. Obviously, you know, you can't come in there looking like Tyler Lorenzen and 390 pounds quarterback. Uh, or Jared Lorenzen. I'm sorry. Did you see he uh, he put on Twitter that I look good and green for oh, the Jets? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. He's, he has kept his, you know, he's in shape. He's ready to play football, but football is a different speed. You know, when you're not playing it and then all of a sudden you try and dive into it, it's a different speed. So, you know, let, let's let's give him some more reps before we really start seeing what the Eagles may try and do with him. Well, James on YouTube is saying, first he said Nelson's a beast, and he says perfect for the Philly scheme, college spread, which means he's talking about Tebow, how Tebow, and he say you should cut Matt Barkley. You know, I think James is right. Uh, I, I really, out of Barkley, he has such a lack of arm strength. You know, and in the NFL, you have to be able to make, you know, throws to the sidelines on ropes. And I feel like a lot of times Barkley's uh, velocity on his ball just isn't there. You know, it simply isn't there. And and it gets the ball picked because it gives defensive backs just a little bit more time to react to the ball, either tip it and not someone else can make a play on it or they can jump it and make a play themselves. Uh, you know, I don't know if they can trade Barkley, but I'm, you know, I'm not sold on Barkley at all. You know, the Eagles drafted him, and and from what I've seen, anytime he plays, it just, just doesn't doesn't look good enough, and I don't think it's ever going to get better because he just, I, I simply don't think he has the arm strength to, to make big NFL throws, uh, you know, fit passes in and and really move the ball effectively. So, you know, do I think Tebow is that much better? No. But when it comes to the versatility Tebow offers, if you're going to try and, you know, James, if you want to try and weigh who should get a roster spot, Tim Tebow or Barkley, you know, I, I would take Tim Tebow. I, I think the the upside of Tebow and the, you know, the versatility, the flair that you get at Tim Tebow is bigger than what you get at Barkley. Like the fans don't go crazy when Barkley comes on. Even if Tebow runs out there and trips and falls on his face, Fans are going to cheer for him. You know, he's he's a crowd favorite. He's a great leader. You know, I think Barkley doesn't bring anything to the table, virtually at all. Sorry, Matt Barkley. I hope you're not hearing this. Uh, love you, but 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 realistically, like I don't think you bring much to the table. Yep, and um, we're actually going to take before we go to our break uh, another update for the Redskins. Uh, they had Detroit to third and twelve until Stafford connected with Golden Tate for a 19 yard reception. So right now. The Detroit Lions have a first and 10 on the Washington 25. They're moving down the field. Weston's just had a penalty on Keenan Robinson to give them a first down. But that was after the pass of Stafford to Ross for 21 yards. So right now, before we had to break, it's still 0-0. Nine minutes, 39 seconds left. Detroit has first and 10 on the Washington 25. Excuse me, second and 11 on the Washington 26. So a quick play right there. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back momentarily with our new segment. Which which, which break are we doing now? (laughs) Is this the... uh... The middle of the... Yes, the middle of the show bridge. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Let's see if we got it. I don't even know if I have it going. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought we were doing a different break. Uh, let's see. Let me cue that up. Why don't you guys keep talking a second, <laughs> and then I'll just... Mm. I'll cue it up. What's RG3's number so far? Uh, I know they've only had one possession. I'm one gonna... for one for four yards, along with the fumble, though. Oh, yeah. That's right. He got the fumble. fumble. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Morris has three carries for 10 yards. Stafford's three for four for 42. Rushing Riddick, negative two. Uh, I'm gonna. I swear to God, I'm gonna get his name right before Stafford. This. No, Abdullah. Oh, Amir Abdullah. Yeah, Abdullah. Yeah, Abdullah. One carry for three yards, but then 
Golden Tate, two receptions for 21, and Ross, one for 21. Yeah, I think it hurts us kind of, you know, not having not having Hall and not having our full pass rush right. yet right. coming at Stafford. What, what's He's, you know, I, I think that that can that can change the game when you get a little bit more pressure on a quarterback, especially like Matt Stafford. He loves just kind of backing up and backing up and slinging it off his back foot. You know, he's got some arm strength, but you know that that can lead you into some problems. Uh, you, you know, un, until we un, until we really get our you know, our, our full line out there and our best foot forward, it's it's going to be really hard to to judge us against against other lineups that are going full force. Uh, also, when we go around the break, uh, Alex Rodriguez, I'm going to mention, set another milestone for himself, another record. Whether half of these records were done on steroids or not, we won't know, but when we get back from the break, once Paul gets it queued up... It's ready to go. Paul, all right, we'll get the break, and we'll tell you the history. Actually, the sports, the, the new segment has to do with A-Rod a little bit, too, so we have two history things I'm going to tell you about. Okay. So okay. we'll be right back to the new segment. Hey, this is Paul from the Shipe Sports Talk podcast. Just wanted to let you know how you can listen to our podcast while you're on the go using an app called Stitcher. You can listen anytime, anywhere using the award-winning free Stitcher app. Best part is, when you stream our podcast or any of the other 20,000 available out there, there's no downloading, no syncing, or no wasted memory. It's on demand and on the go. So if you don't already have the Stitcher app on your iPhone, Android phone, or tablet, download it free today at Stitcher.com or from your app store. Add us to your favorites list, and every week when we put out our new episode, Stitcher will automatically update and have the latest episode of the Shipe Sports Talk podcast waiting for you. While you're there, it really helps us get our podcast noticed if you give us a nice review, rating, and thumbs up. We'll greatly appreciate it. Have a comment or question? Easy. Go to ShipeSportsTalk.com, click on the Contact Us tab, and there you'll be able to submit your questions or comments. We love hearing from you, so we'll be sure to thank you live on the air. You'll also find on ShipeSportsTalk.com the latest episodes, show notes, and other ways to find us on platforms like iTunes and YouTube. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back, everybody. And uh, like Shipe said, we have a, a new segment we're going to introduce. And next on the Shipe Sports Talk show is, is a segment that we're going to call This Day in Sports. And uh, This Day in Sports is a segment where we give a historic sports fact that happened on this day. Uh, and This Day in Sports is sponsored by Junk Masters. Junk Masters, our business is picking up. And Shipe, go ahead and give them the stat. All right, we're going to actually have two stats that revolves around a baseball Alex Rodriguez that just happened on Tuesday. So, first, in 1938, Lou Gehrig extended his own record of hitting his 23rd and last Grand Slam. Now, A-Rod has already broken that record 24, but he hit he added to his record hitting his 25th Grand Slam on Tuesday, which is an amazing feat. I mean, most guys only even hit one Grand Slam, and he has 25. Uh, the other sports history day is Golf legend Arnold Palmer won his first professional tournament, the Canadian Open, on this day in 1955. And in this day, 1955, was a Sunday. So he did play all four rounds of golf. It wasn't a one-round Thursday event. So on this day, 1955, Arnold Palmer won his first golf event, the Canadian Open, at the West West Weston Club in Toronto. And look at the career it started from that one career from that one event. Hall of Fame, August 20th, man. Good day. So it looks like we got a couple of Tebow lovers out there. Two people who love Tebows. Uh, the Redskins uh, did, did make a stop down there on their uh, own red zone. They are now down 3 nothing with 6 minutes and 36 seconds left to go in the first quarter. So we'll see if they drop back out the first team or if RG3 is done. I guess it depends on the weather condition. Right now we're going to shift gears and go into some baseball. And we're going to talk a little Nationals. 
start of Tuesday, the Nationals were four and a half games down, and they went a little little winning, I guess, bat-to-bat wins against Colorado. They won 15 assists on Tuesday. They went crazy for 15 runs, 15 hits. They had three errors, but, you know, they, they, got their, they worked around the errors. Last night, though, was an amazing game. Um, they won 4-1. to one. Steven Strasburg was amazing last night. The only reason they scored was because he had a wild, it was a wild pitch, but he only allowed two hits, five strikeouts, which means he's, he's not going for the strikeouts anymore. He's playing to contact ball. He's playing, making them make contact and make them to get out themselves. So he's playing, he's playing contact ball. Now, ever since he'd gotten back, he's been the best pitcher on the rotation. Uh, Last night, Worth, they moved to the, to the um, leadoff spot the past two games. It's worked out for him. He's been four for 10 the past two nights. It's not bad for coming back from where he was in the slump. Where was he before? In what position? Well, he was like batting sixth or fifth. You know, okay. that was yeah, that's, fifth. Yeah, and he wasn't doing too well. I think he was like nine for sixty or something like that since he came back from the DL. So he's he's getting hot. You know, Desmond's been getting hot. Desmond was cold. Now he's starting to get going again. Zimmerman's getting back in the groove. You know, Harper. You know, he's been his back has been hurting the past couple months, but now yeah. he can relieve some pain off as these guys can get going, especially with Strasburg pitching the way he is. How does that? So. I don't. So how does that like? Is it just a mind thing? Like batting the position you're batting, like if it you're could, one or six, it could or be whatever? a mind thing. It could be mechanics. They said. Um, what I've heard a lot is that Worth is no more an RBI producer. You know, the powers aren't there. I mean, he's had multiple wrist injuries, so you know the the bat speed ain't going to be there's more. Right. Why not put him in the leadoff position where the it's pressure is off to get RBIs? Now, yeah. last night he came up big, the eighth inning, two outs, bases loaded. He hit a three run triple. That was the inning before the Nationals tied it up. So he had a three-run triple to put it up 4-1. Palpabon came in. Uh, <coughs> sorry, everyone. Jansen came in for his 11th hold of the season. Palpabon came in for his 20th save. So, you know, like we said, if they can have the, the lead through the eighth inning, they should be good to go with his bullpen. Drew Storen has been, he had a rough, you know, Tuesday again. He allowed a couple of runs. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know. You know, after the trade, he had really three good days. I don't know if that was his way of saying, you know, you should have kept me. And then afterwards, he's saying, you know, screw you guys. Yeah. I want to get out of here now. Now yeah. I'm just going to screw you guys. First, he's like, it's like the first three days. Like, hey, look, guys, this is what I could have done. Now, screw off. I'm not even going to care anymore. Well, I don't want to think that, but. No, I mean, he's a professional athlete and you always try and, you, you know, hope. Port- portray yourself. Because because what, you know, if he starts giving up a bunch of runs, what team's going to be like, oh, we want that. No. No, no team wants that. You know, now he just has a lot to prove, you know, kind of just to say, hey, look, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Like, you know, he needs to just go out there. And I think I think he's a little stressed. And I think there's a little pressure on him. And so I, I think he's messing up, not intentionally. I, I think, you know, it's it's just, the pressure's getting to him a little bit. I think he just needs to settle down and be like, hey, look, this is the situation. He needs to grasp the situation and, and, and get back to just pitching the way he was. You know, just because they got Pap in there doesn't, you know, doesn't mean that, you can't still be a good pitcher. Doesn't mean you can't throw thri- those strikes. Doesn't mean you can't get batters out. Well, the good thing about Strasburg is before he went on the DL, his ERA was above a six. I think he was one of the worst in the league. Yeah. From these past couple starts, he's brought it down to a four point two two. So yeah. it's gradually coming down. Hopefully, before the end of the year, it can be below a four, which I think it should be. Uh, you got Scherzer going on the hill tonight. Rendon's coming back tonight to bat second in the lineup. Espinosa, you know, they put him in second. He the past two games he hasn't been performing the way they want him to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Bring Rendon back. You give Rendon a couple days off to get him going where he needs to go. So, I mean, the Nationals, if they wanted to make the playoffs, this is the run they have to go on. They have to win this series. Sweep Colorado. Sweep 
these bad teams. Don't let these bad like Colorado took what was it three, two or three of them in Last DC. Time, yeah. you, you can't three, let that happen. You gotta go. Four. Yeah, you gotta go mm-hmm. on a run. Yeah, here no, they went they split it two two. Oh, that's right. Split two, but two, two of those but both those losses, they had the league going into seventh yeah, and eighth inning. Botched one of them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So they they gotta get going on these are the runs that they need. And hopefully this will get them going because they're playing some, you know, you never want to say a team is bad, but they're playing some pretty bad teams. Yeah, right now they are. After this, they go to Milwaukee, Milwaukee and then San Diego and then Miami. You're playing against all three of these Nets series or against teams that are at the bottom of the Last thing. Place teams. And then the thing is why you have to win these Nets three series is because you come back. Excuse me. Sorry. August 31st, you're going to St. Louis for three games. Mm-hmm. You got to... It's going to be tough. You got to at least be either back in first place or close to it when you get to St. Louis because the Mets, they have an easy road the rest of the way if you look at the schedule. Yeah, they do. So you have St. Louis going in September. Then September, you look at who they're playing. You got Atlanta, New York, Miami, Philly, Miami O's, Philly, Cincinnati for one game. I'm assuming that's a makeup game, I'm going to assume. That's the one that got rained out in Washington. Atlanta, then you end the game, you end your season with the Mets. Now... From a fan standpoint, I want it to be over before we see the Mets. I want to be up four games, and I want to just go in there and just be like, all right, cool, you can sweep us. We're still going to win. But from other fans around the league, ESPN, MLB, they want this division to come down to that final week. They want this Sunday, October 4th game at 310 to be moved to 8 o'clock and be their Sunday night baseball. You know that's what they want. I hope it doesn't happen. but yeah, I hope it doesn't, but want. that's what they want. They want Sunday, they want Sunday October 4th. Mets are Nationals at Mets, 8 o'clock, ESPN. Go at it, guys. Go win the division. But I want to at least be up by four games when we hit that last thing so we don't have to worry about it. That would be nice. And be I nice. don't see a reason why. I don't see it because the Mets, they got swept by the Pirates. They beat the Orioles, and they just lost. So they've lost four out of their last five games. Yeah. The Mets, they were on a hot streak. But my opinion, the Mets are on a team that's going to cool down really quick. They got the great pitching but here's the thing. You got Harvey, Syndergaard, and DeGrom. Okay, they may win. But then the back end is, you know, you got Cologne, who's, he can pitch, but he's not up there with those three guys. No, so definitely not. No. You have to take advantage when those two pitch. When those two pitch, you have to take advantage of it. Now, I don't know who the Nationals will be pitching when that when that comes around, when yeah, they play the Mets. The only thing we can hope is, I'm going to do a quick thing. Brad, what are your thoughts of the Nationals? I'm going to do a quick thing to see if, who's going against the Mets, if the rotation keeps. So what are your thoughts of the Nationals right now? You know, I I I'm happy that they're that, that they won a couple games because we're on a skid. But have they proven to me that they turned they turned it around and they're ready to really start making a run at taking the lead in this division again? It, you know, no, not yet. You know, I want to see them reel off some wins against these you know below average squads that we we're talking about, and then I will get a little bit more comfortable. You know, and then I want to see us possibly go to St. Louis. And and battle, you know. I don't want to see us lose games five to one, where, where where we can't even get a hit, and we got two hits, and one of them was a home run, so we got to run. You know, I want to see us being able to produce runs consistently, because uh, I think our pitching is catching fire at, at a at a good time. You know, I think if our pitching can stay hot, we just got to get the bats going a little bit, and and people will turn their heads toward us coming the postseason. Uh, you know, do you so, mind if I cut in for a quick RG3 update? Yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, pass drive, he went one for three, completed one short pass to Pierre Garçon. They went, they had to punt the ball, so now RG3 is two for four for eight yards, and the Lions will be taken over again, first and ten from the Detroit 15-yard line. So that is your Washington Redskins update, brought to you by BWB. 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. And uh, real quick, I looked at the pitching rotation. If it stays the same, when we play the Mets September 7th for that three-game series here in D.C., it's going to be Ross, Zim, Strasburg. Okay. I'm I, I can go with that. that. I can yeah, go I'm with Zim because I go with Zim and Strauss because Strauss hasn't seen them in a while. I'm still, it still kills me that Scherzer has yet to see the Mets yes. the second half yeah. of the season. Yeah, that's... I would have to do some type of uh, pitching where I... What do they have? Six games left with the Mets. Yeah, he he would have to pitch in two of those games. Yes, he, he has he, to pitch he, in he, both he, series. Yeah, he would have to go a game in each series, to, in order to. Uh, you would think you need him. Yeah, I mean you need him. You know. Yeah, I but don't know. We'll you know, see. getting back to the Nats, I think when you say when they, when they go to play the Cardinals, okay, they have a three game series. At that time, they had better prove against the Cardinals. That they are worthy of being in the playoffs. Well, and being able to, you know, to come after to, them to to win the pennant. Well, yes, because I tell you right now, the way the Cardinals are playing, they're, they're your number one contender. Sure. Because if the Nationals don't get out of this hole they've dug, you know, I know they're three and a half back from the Mets, but I, don't, you know, the the wild card is is going to come out of the Central and the West. Well, they're so ten. Out, better, they're almost seven or ten out of the wild. Right, wild card is off limits. You yeah, gotta win the division. I'm, I'm just saying now. you have to win the division. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know they they have to take. I'm telling you right now, they have to take probably out of the next five series, two out of three. Well, the Mets to be comfortable. Well, Scherzer will Easily. see St. Louis. The first game Scherzer's got. Okay. And I went all the way. I counted all the way to the last regular season series. Now this does include rainouts. This includes if the rotation stays the same. All right, it's going to go. It's going to go. Yes, the very last series it'll be Scherzer, Gonzalez, Zim, Ross. Oh, and Ross. Okay. Now Ross. here's my thing. Depending on if I'm looking to see if there's any breaks in between, yeah. I don't. Maybe you skip someone's start and have Strauss or Zim or. Strasburg or Zimmerman go that final game, but I don't know if the division of the line you can Joe with Joe Ross. Yeah, let, let's be honest. Somehow right. Strasburg is going to get hurt and miss like one of his starts. I, so. uh, I but hope not. But as of now, Scherzer will uh, see the Mets both times. Okay. And he will see St. Louis. Uh, I think Strasburg, like you just mentioned, I, I think he'll be okay because if, you know, I've listened to a couple when he went down to do his rehab and stuff, you know, he, he fixed. Little what was wrong in his mechanics. Okay, yeah. there, there's a slight adjustment in his mechanics, and, and and you've seen that in the improvement, the way he's pitching now. Oh sure. Now now he also this, shaved his beard. Well, you know, shave or whatnot. He must have been doing <laughs> advertising for Gillette or something. Down in the minors, they do do that down in the minor leagues. You know, to get people in at night. You know, free shave or whatever. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know, and and. Scherzer, who was struggling for a couple games, you know, he went back and looked, and it's the slightest thing is what they said. Well, with Scherzer, he was dropping his elbow. Yeah, he's even corrected that it's, himself. Yeah, he's I mean, already but, corrected. But it was just a slight, you know. Okay, so now you would expect, you know, the next time he comes out, he's 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 going to be rolling. I hope. I hope if he comes so, out with the fire that Strasburg had, that that that's. That's exactly you know, what we're looking the, for. The though. only thing they have to do is continue scoring runs. Yeah. Now, the old saying is, like they did the other night, they scored 15 runs. You should have saved some runs for the next night. Yeah. But, you know, they 4-1, worth with a big hit. Mm-hmm. But th- they have to, you know, be consistent because, you know, looking in the paper the other day when they went through this, what, 12-23 and 23 
They weren't you know, consistent. Agenda? No, they were only averaging maybe three. The the batting averages have to come up. Okay, and it's got to come up one through eight. Yeah. You know, you can't. I, I hate to say it, but and then people say, "Well, you're wrong," but you can't depend on the three in the middle, two at the top. You know, and seven and eight to to get on a hot streak. One through eight have to get on a hot streak. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at all these losses that they had after the All Star break, and really. Only two, maybe three or four, were they really blown out? So it's not like I mean they may be losing by two or three. I consider a blowout anything five or more. Okay, and they really were only blown out three games. I mean the one obviously against San Francisco. Yeah, there's one against Arizona where they lost eleven to four. God knows how that happened. Bad pitch. Yeah, and then the Mets beat them seven to two back. You know, back when we visit them. Yeah, on the twenty first. But rather than that, they you know the Dodgers. I mean they lost five zero and they were in the game until you know. Relief pitching came in and lost that. Then when they played Granty or Kershaw, they lost 3-0, and they were only down 1-0 until the last part of the end. So it's not like against good teams, they're not getting blown out. They're just not hitting. They weren't hitting, and now it seems like their hitting is getting going, which, like they said, Williams has always been saying the past couple weeks, track record, track record, track record, and he's been saying that for Ian Desmond. It's showing for Desmond where he sucks in the beginning of the season. Then once that second half, Something clicks in him in August, and he just gets going. I don't know what it is, but if he wants to get paid by like a $100 million man, you got to have that all year. True. But something yeah. clicked in Desmond. Past two games, something clicked in Worf. Let's hope that keeps going. Zimmerman, since he's been back, has been nothing but lights out and hitting. He's been coming up big. The thing that concerned me last night was Colorado walked, I think, at least 10 batters, nine batters I know for sure last night. You got the bases loaded twice. Stranded. Back-to-back mm-hmm. innings. He only scored one run from those. Right. Now, the one where Escobar got picked off coming around, I blame that on Ryan Zimmerman because Zimmerman, I guess, read the ball wrong. And he's going like this to Escobar, tell him to come on ahead home. And I'm like, What's he going like? No, he's going, he's telling playing him. The playing, guitar. Yeah, he's playing the guitar. He's playing the guitar. He's waving like this for Escobar to come home. Like he's waving for Escobar to come home. It's like, Zim, that's not your job. Let. The third base coach, third right. base coach has done a good job all year. Let him tell Escobar owner, don't be standing home plate going like this. Then you have Escobar looking at the third base coach going like this. Then you have this, and you're like, uh, well, you, you get that. He, he Zen was trying to get, I, he's was getting, trying to he make got a play. Caught up in it, you know, he's trying to help, even though the help was the wrong thing to do. He got into the emotion of the things. Yeah. Let's get him around. We we want to score runs. We have to score runs. And in order for them to take this division, you know, even if you said three to one, five to nothing, okay, it, in Major League Baseball, you consider five to nothing a, a semi blowout. Yeah. All right. Because you are supposedly a great team. Supposedly. You can't let a LA come in and beat you five to nothing. You have to be able to beat and score. Their best pitchers on yeah. their best pitchers. Yeah, they can't skunk you. I mean, you no, gotta be able you to. You have run. to score something. Speaking of best pitchers for the Nats, you know who I guess in terms of win loss ratio has the best record for the Nats? Can you take a guess? Yeah. Who's your guess? Best one loss ratio? Yeah. You said Geo? Yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna go way out in left field, which I spent half the time anyway, Ross. Ross is three and five. He's struggled the past couple of starts. Geo is nine and five. He's quietly okay. Has been performing. I think the thing with Geo is Geo. I mean, he's a twenty-win season pitcher. He did it. The, yeah. I think the, was it the first or second year with the Nats. He did it the year Strasburg got shut down. He was the guy who right. had to take over when oh, Strasburg yeah, yeah, went yeah. down. 
thing with Gio is if ago. he can put a complete seven inning in games, right. he's lights out, but he seems to always have that one inning where he goes 20 or 30 pitches. Now, granted, he'll maybe only allow one or two runs, but he'll put himself into some stupid troubledness where he has to get himself out of there and make a lot of pitches, but he gets it done. I mean, nine and five, you know, yeah. Scherzer's 11 and nine. Scherzer has 11 wins, but he has a nine losses. I mean, Gio's quietly nine and five, pitch yeah, himself as good. There you go. I mean, there was talk about, you know, who's going to be on the playoff um, rotation. Gio's trying to play him way, trying to play his way into that rotation right now. Yeah. And they may have a four-man mm-hmm. rotation. Now, talk about Joe Ross. He's going to be on any limit, obviously. So you still have Fister. So maybe that final game you see Fister, Rourke. I'm, I think they're, they've got to be working with Fister on the side, probably figuring out what's going on with him. Yeah, because he's been leaving yeah. a lot of his... Cause, cause, cause all his he, pitches have yeah. been left up. Yeah, the past yeah he's figured he, did, he wasn't sent to the bullpen as basically a demotion. He was sent out there to work on his, some mechanical problem that he had. And Ross had the hot hand at right. the time. So what you've basically done, here's Fister working. So you get him working on the little thing that he needs to get. Boom, he's rested. Now towards the end of the season... Okay, you may give him a start or two, and now look what you have if you're going down the home stretch of the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, you got arrested, Doug Fister, to add to the the other starting rotation. If you go to a fifth man, the Skins took over again, another three and out. RG three, two for five, eight yards. Jones did have a carry for eight yards. Right now, the Skins have. 17 total yards compared to Detroit's 82. So, you know, you don't have Trent in there. You don't have Deshaun, um, you know, tight end situation. But right now the offense, it's like it's struggling to move the ball. Yeah, but honestly, Detroit was one of the top defenses last yeah, year. Right. So, I know. Yes. Uh, Correct. I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's Detroit. Not, it's Detroit. Not excuse. I'm yeah. just saying, like, you know, look at, the, look at the kind of task we're up against. And Cleveland's no slouch themselves uh, when it comes to defense. But, but, but yeah, we, we should still be able to, like, if, if you're a good enough team, they haven't passed it the fifty yet in three possessions. Right, so. there's, there's looking at that right now. There's there's no confidence. I mean, if it, what happened? Huh? What did we do? No, nothing. nothing. Go ahead. Coach. Is there something going on? No. Is there something under the table? <laughs> I don't know. Well, what do you got to say? Check YouTube for comments. Oh, yeah. But, we just uh, have some guy who asked about the Braves, and I just want to be like Braves who? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Oh, did you see Utley got went reunited with Jimmy Rollins yeah, up in uh, the Dodgers? Yep. yep. So, um, but the Nats, you know, I think they're going to get on one of these hot streets. I think this is where they need it on the hot street. You know, you go in tonight, you get Scherzer pitching. He said his mechanics are fits. You sweep Colorado. You go in Milwaukee, you're going to have Geo, Ross, Zimmerman. Okay, maybe Ross, you know, maybe you, you have to take two or three from Milwaukee. You go to San Diego. You're, San Diego, you're going to have Strauss, Scherzer, Geo. You gotta sweep that series with those three guys. Right, you would think you should sweep that. Then you, Miami, Ross Zimmerman's, uh, Ross Zimmerman Strauss, take two or three from them. Now the past couple times we've gone to Miami, we've gotten our ass kicked. Yeah, they whooped up. They yeah, that, whooped up on us. You gotta stop that. Stanton loves uh, hitting home runs off us. Stanton yeah. just bombs not, not the ball. A, not a good uh, one loss ratio against the Marlins, which is a team that they should be beating up on. Yeah, but but let's say this. Let's go Ross. Starts pitching like he did when he first came up. Okay, gets to the end. Of, you know, we're heading into the, if if he starts, if he can get back on track. Let's say he's lost a couple, three and five. He's got to get back on track or something there that needs to be adjusted. So if he gets back, I I, I think, you know, like I said, they dug themselves a hole, but they just need everybody 
to get on board. We want to win it. Preseason, they said we should win it. Everybody said we should win it. Now, if we're going to be that team, we'd better stop looking behind us and start looking forward. Yeah. You know, don't look where you've been, baby. Start looking forward. Look what you need to get to and where you want to get to. And and maybe they can do that. I think Williams will push some buttons and get hopefully get them going in the right direction. We can only hope. Yep. So the Nets, like I said, the twelve game, their Nets twelve games, including the two they just played, are against those bottom feeders. Count to two wins so far. I have them possibly going nine and twelve over this stretch of these Nets four series. Okay. You're nine twelve. Do you think they're still going to be at least three and a half behind? Or do you think that maybe they climb back and maybe overtake the Mets going nine and twelve? At at the worst two. Who do the Mets have? Um, it, it, you go nine twelve. I say the 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 least you are now is two back. Two back. Yeah. Now, do you think when we play the Mets, that series in September, could that series again be for the division? It could be for the lead again. That would be that might be the series, and, and everybody's looking to the last series. Hell, that might be the yeah, series. That might be a that more deciding series. Winner take all. Well, let's see who the Mets have. The Mets go to Colorado tomorrow. So let's hope. Let's just knock the crap out of Colorado. Let's hope Colorado does a Flips little flip flop. Uh, yeah, like they did against but us. But their Nets series, I mean, they're going to have Colorado, Philly, Boston, Philly, Miami. I mean, Washington. I mean, God, they got nothing but bottom feeders. I mean, they're really Nets bitch series is the Yankees that come in the middle of September. You play Cincinnati towards the end of September. So, I mean, t- before they play us at the very last regular season, they're going to have the Yankees, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Philly, us. So maybe the Yankees and Cincinnati can give them some trouble. But their schedule looks very yeah, it's easy. Not, that, that looks scary. But you know what? Here's the thing. you got to focus at the task at hand. The Nationals need not, you know, right right now it's not time to be worried about the Marlins. They're still or, uh, worried about the Mets. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. You know, we got big series coming up against Milwaukee, against Miami. Let's focus on the task at hand. Let's take care of our business and whatever happens, happens. All right. Now I'm looking at their rotation schedule just to see what who we would have to go against. And we'd be going against the first series, Harvey and DeGrom will be playing us again. So once again, I hate to say it, but coming out of the All-Star break, they set their I don't know if their manager looked this far ahead to see what he could do, but he's setting the rotation up to where we may have to face Harvey every the rest of the way, maybe. Well I'm gonna keep going and look at it real quick if you let, don't mind. Let's feed him a dose of Scherzer yeah. and see see and see right. what's up. Let's go toe to toe then. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, base base it on that. If you give him Harvey, I would come with Scherzer. There you go. Yep, he gives you a right cross. You give him a yep. No right hook, right at him. Well, now if it keeps going the way it is, we won't see any of those guys towards the end of the season. We don't. I mean, we'll see Cindergrall. That's it. Actually, Dave, I did my math wrong. Harvey's the last pitcher we got to face, so they'll go Harvey on that Sunday game versus Strauss. No, well, right now it says Ross. Oh, it'd be Harvey Ross. versus Ross. So let's hope. I think a game like that, you try to set your rotation up to where. Can you imagine a final game for a playoffs where let's say it's Harvey versus Strauss or Harvey versus Scherzer? I mean, I'm sure they. How much TV? They, how much TV would they get for it'll, that? It'll happen. It's going to change it, if it comes down to it's that close. It'll happen like that. I guarantee yeah. it. Well, yeah, because you can skip Scherzer and put Rourke or Fister in there to make yeah, sure. Yeah, there it happens. you go. You have to throw Fister in right. there. Yeah, give you, Scherzer a second uh, more break. No, nothing against Ross, but I don't think I'd want him pitching the last game Heck of the season. No. How no. big for baseball would it be if it came down to that game and you had Matt Harvey versus Matt Scherzer? It'd be pretty big. How 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 good, how good would it be for baseball? I think it'd be exciting. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think would. I wouldn't want it, but 
I think it would add to the drama that, that that comes along with the playoffs, you know, where it's like, look, look at all these big matchups, you know, the, the top pitchers are going up against each other. It just, you know, it'll add to uh, to the, the drama and the, the dilemmas and, and matchups that go along with the playoffs. Uh, the Lions took over again. Another, like we said, the punt. Uh, Matt Stafford only played one quarter, so his day is done. It looks like the Lions have taken all their starters out, so only one can assume maybe the field did end up raining there and they just don't want to keep their starters any longer. We'll see if RG3 goes another series, but two for five, eight yards. You almost want to put him back out there again. Maybe, depending on the field, we don't know what the field conditions are. So maybe try getting one more series in. If not, I think they say Colt going two and three and then um, yeah. Cousins going the fourth. Well, so it's, it's it's not a confidence builder. No, two, no, no, only, no. He only I threw mean, five times. I, I, I mean, even... He didn't even, get, he didn't even get the... I mean, you went two, three and outs and the other one was a... Basically, I guess you can go... You got a first down on the first play, so basically you can almost say a four and out, I guess. Yeah, as yeah. you can call it. So, uh, not not very impressive, but no. you know, I, I, it's it's just not not a confidence builder going into to the to the week three next next week, which should be your dress rehearsal. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to have something going on. Pluses, hey, you know, and, and I hate to say, but you know what's going to happen in news tomorrow, don't you? The comment that he made that got disoriented this week is really going to come back in the next couple of days. I hate to say it, but it was it was misconstrued. What did he say? Okay, on... He says go ahead, he's Brad. one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, oh, oh gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Now, I'm reading some of these people on Twitter that I follow, some of the ESPN guys, and they're saying he's taking some hits, so... It's not good. No, no. it's not... <laughs> you know, obviously, if our offensive line isn't there, it doesn't give him any time to do anything. But, you know, this... It's still early. I know it's the second preseason game, so you kind of want to see them you know, really starting to get a little bit more comfortable. No. But uh, you know, I, I I just don't know. We're not watching right now, so I you know I I simply don't know yeah. exactly what the situation is. I don't know if the offensive line is struggling or he's not know, getting his reads it, it, exactly. Or can't get our reads. Receivers aren't getting you know getting right. separation. Well, I, I well, no they're clue. saying that the guy on the left side is not doing. Good. Trent Williams obviously Williams? makes a big makes a big impact not having him in there. Yeah, that's oh, true. But yeah, here's true. the yeah. thing though: do they stream? Sorry, do they stream the the game online or no? No, 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 uh, no, no. you got to have like all these package things or anything. Yeah, oh, okay. That's why when I go, if I eventually move to Delaware, I'll be getting the Direct TV, and when you get Direct TV, the first year NFL Sunday tickets for free. <laughs> nice. All the Titan games I want. Yay. <laughs> well, I got. I'd rather have that than. They're gonna be just. Well, you know who the you know who the main team is in that area. I'd rather. I'd rather get the, the NFL package. No, it's, it's I, Philly. I don't want to watch Philly yeah, every week. Eagles. Oh wow, Philly. yeah, Delaware is, is all. Philly. But the funny yeah. thing is, though, there is they show. That's why I liked about moving there is they have masks in there, so I get to see the net. Oh, true, true, true. Because um, true. The Comcast Sportsnet in Philly covers um the Philly. I think Mass is, is that only a DC based network. I think mainly, but I think it does cover some of like the you know eastern but, seaboard a little. But since yeah. but since the Orioles are massing now, Comcast Sportsnet's cover the Phillies, so I get so in that area I'll get the Phillies, I'll get the Orioles and the Nationals. So not a bad baseball place. Sure. I saw, I saw a funny meme today on uh, Facebook about the Phillies. They said uh, when you the moment that you realize that your best quarterback was Mark Wahlberg, and it has him like I guess he was in a movie or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it has him like. With his helmet off or whatever, and the coach is just like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, they put Griffin back out there." All right, okay, uh, get so, him some so get the, yeah. try to anyway. Jones just ran for three yards. Illegal hands of use on the um, use of Detroit hands. use of hands. Griffin just passed to Jones, and then Pilney was just on Washington for illegal use of hands. So they just flip flop. 
So now it's second and 12. But speaking of, real quick, of Dover, speaking of baseball towns, a couple, you know, when I went the first time I went there is when Philly was big and the Oils were down. The mm. Dit Sporting Goods, all of them there were all on Phillies. But now the Phillies suck and the Orioles are doing good. It's now it's all Orioles stuff in there. Hey. And it's funny, you go down route, I think it's um 305, the one that splits from 50. You get all the way down to where you're almost in the Delaware border, big billboard Orioles. And I'm thinking, this road takes, I was like, 50 takes you to National mm. Stadium. What is this doing down here? It's like, come on, Nets, step your game up. I, I thought he was talking about Royal Farms or something. <laughs> so, there's a Royal Farm down there. Uh, do, 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 what's going on here? It's second and twelve now. So, I guess you really had to keep Griffin out there to get some, maybe get, get some a rhythm. Confidence. Yeah, get him in rhythm. Yeah, gotta do something because uh, that just that's just unacceptable, and it's it's almost a waste of you know waste of time, and uh, and so so yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy he's back out there, and depending on the field conditions and the weather conditions, I I I hope he doesn't get hurt. Obviously, if he's taking shots, if he said they that uh, reports is he's already taken a couple hits. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll be okay, and maybe we can get a couple completions, a couple first downs, where we can get a little rhythm going. You know, maybe set up some uh, some run plays as well, uh, you know, <sighs> and move from there. Sat for four yards. Beautiful. It's exactly <laughs> what I was talking about. And um, James, I will be in contact with you if you can get me a deal in Dover. James just said, uh, just AT and T bought Directv, so he yes, says, let me, let me, he said, let me sign you up a manager at AT and T. So James, if you get me a deal. I'll sign up with AT&T. Just give me a deal, buddy. There you go. I'm, I'm doing business right. over the show, guys. <laughs> the people who like download the podcast later and be like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Who's this James guy? So why, guys, if you listen to the podcast afterwards, tune in at 7 p.m. on Thursdays and watch this live and you can, t- and you can comment with us. So tune in live. Yep. It's the best way to interact with us. So we got to look out for the Nats tonight who begin their game at 830. The um, Redskins right now are on a... Third and sixteen. I guess we'll maybe we'll stay on for a little bit to see what he does this drive. You mean we'll, this play? This play. Let's keep talking some Redskins. So, if he gets taken out, how much do you think he should play preseason number three? How far would you take him in? Uh, I think he definitely at least needs the the whole first quarter, and then and then I, you know, if you can get if it's a short, do you want stint in the in bad the, news or really bad news? Uh, sack fumble. I guess you can read it. No, I can't. Yeah, it was out a, for the it, season. It was <laughs> Griffin was sacked, fumble recovered by Detroit. So yeah, he, okay. he sacked, he had, fumble. He had better play the whole first half. Yeah, I was gonna say and he, into the third quarter. Ooh. There's no rhythm. True. Something has he's got. He's got to take him on a drive. You know, he's got to get him down the field. Okay, and he's. I tell you, basically, he's gonna. I'm just saying from what, you know, my lowly coach's standpoint is it. He's okay. not impressing me. Um, the knock on the wood didn't help. He's being looked at by trainers. That's not good. Oh my god! Re knock on wood. Serious? Unbelievable. All right, and we're off. Cut. <laughs> so, um, we're real quick, the, the guy we the guy, one of the radio show hosts, the guys let's do Chad Dutes. Yeah, he's wrote on Twitter. Um, is Griffin down? Why won't anyone mission on Twitter? Wraps garden hose around neck. Oh neck. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That is, I mean, that's the thing though. Whenever he's out there, you're just like, like oh, when when right. coach was saying you have to keep him out there for a whole half, maybe in the third quarter. The first thing in my head was just like, that's more time for him to get hurt. It said Corey Wooten fell on RG three at the tail end of a fumble. He's still down. This is not good. <laughs> like this knocked the wind out good. of him. No. <laughs> this, huh? He fell and knocked the wind out of him. I, they're or? saying he may get stretched out. Oh no! <laughs> Here comes the cart. Oh. Oh, that's terrible. 
Um, Let me see what I can find out. Why you guys I guess we can start the whole uh, Colt or Kurt maybe bit now. You know that's going to be all over radio tomorrow, right? Yeah. And TV is going to be Kurt or Colt. Colt. I have no idea what to say right now. Now comes another quarterback controversy in D.C. Like, now, never been one. Real quick, you put Colt's obviously going to come in now, obviously, because I'm pretty sure they're going to put RG3 back out there. Do you keep come some of the first strings out for for maybe a series to see how Colt does with them, or do you just go all second string now? I say, yeah, they barely played any. So well, they, they couldn't, keep, they they couldn't well, keep RG3. The defense three played, same. but... Oh, yeah, sure, the defense. We put the second second string defense in, but first string offense with Colt McCoy because if RG3 is, a, is any kind of hurt, then Colt McCoy needs to start getting reps with the first string offense. So, uh, you know, I don't know. No clue right now. I have to wait and see whatever they say about him. That's terrible. Several players are kneeling around him now. Good. That's not good. Unbelievable. Yeah, that, that means that they care. So, I guess we'll have a very interesting show next week, won't we? Certainly will. It's already <laughs> boiling up. <laughs> I feel like you just want to go like right now. You just want to just let it out right now. Just uh, no, I have, I have nothing to say. I mean, th- there's nothing to say. We, we knew he was fragile. Here's some sound. <laughs> That's the big sound effects, I guess. Um, guys, on the <laughs> God, guys, James, if you're watching the game, please give us a quick update on what's going on. I know you're watching the game. I mean, we could we could use maybe a little update on if he's still down. Oh God, this, Paul's on. Paul's having fun now as a child. <laughs> but I mean, just no, if wait. if he's hurt, what do you do? What, what do you do if he's hurt? If he's hurt, what do you? Who do you go to? I mean, if he so what? What's the what's the choices they have? Cole McCoy, Cole McCoy, Cole McCoy or, or, or Cousins. Cousins. So who are you putting in? You're probably gonna put in Cousins, right? Um. Well, Colt McCoy took over for Cousins when that was last year, and he did before. pretty well. I think. Okay, right? here it is. Here it is. Um, Griffin may have jammed his shoulder when Wooten fell on top of him, walking off. Okay, but it looks like good. it may be a hurt shoulder. That's a positive. So a shoulder or uh, it's not saying whether it's throwing shoulder or not. Okay, man, we need a TV in here. We need a TV. Thro- throwing shoulder. Great. So Matt Barkley, yeah, hey buddy, no uh, way, <laughs> no way, he won't do it. <laughs> Brad, we're just, just Brad looks about so defeated right now. He's, He's just like um, <laughs> and Brad is just finished with it. Reskin fans listening to the show, I want you to do me a favor. In a couple of weeks, I want you to go watch TCU. I want you to look at a guy named Boykin and let me know what you all think about him. No, no, no. you don't like Boykin. No. Who, who would you want? Not him. If you had to take a college quarterback, who would you look at right now? Who, if these, if you're looking, RG three doesn't pan out, and you're, we just went over the college show. Let the fans know what quarterback in college should maybe these fans pay attention to. Connor Cook, Michigan State. We we already had. Well, is he better than Kurt? <laughs> I think so. Hackenberg out of Penn yeah, State. Hackenberg out of Penn State. They Would you tell right. Russian fans maybe just to watch maybe one of these one of these guys play maybe a game or two just <laughs> well, not sure. to get familiar with him just to look at you know what could be. Yeah, there's there's no harm in doing research right. and, and and looking at it. So sure, why not? Um, uh, you know, I I have no clue. Like like yeah, we're, we're we're assuming something like like you know. Let's assume RG three is still okay. Uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when when we have to. Uh, so you know, I wouldn't say panic, but obviously it, it, some something happened. Uh, but for all we know, it could be nothing. You know, for all we know, he just didn't want to play anymore, and he sat there for a second and said, "Man, this really isn't much fun right now." Like, "Oh, come on, get up, it's okay." And he walked off, and he's fine. He's just don't fit. You know, until we see X rays, 
until we see anything like that, you know, we, we can't be assuming this, but, uh, you know, no, no harm in doing a little bit of research. See what you can, you know, see what you can find on quarterbacks if, if, if we have to go that route. Well, I definitely want to see how the O-line play because it was like it wasn't playing that go with that Trent Williams, but God, I mean, you got to think as Jay Drew, if he's getting beat up out there, I know he hasn't looked good, but maybe you just, Maybe you take him out a little bit earlier so he doesn't keep getting beat up. I mean, that's the way it sounded like he didn't beat up. I mean, I know he's to get the reps, but you can't. I mean, we saw what happened. You kept him out there too long, and eventually he got hurt because the O-line wasn't doing a good job. I mean, what do you do in a situation like that? I mean, you're without Trent Williams. You're blindside, man. I mean, what do you do? Well, here's the thing. Like, he can't only play one quarter of an actual regular season game, so eventually you have to, your body has to be able to hold up for one football, you know, one whole football game. Uh, you know, and, and he just takes too many hits. He takes a lot of hits. Uh, I wish he would just watch Russell Wilson, just watch Wilson when he slides and go out of bounds. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to compare them, but I mean, you watch Wilson, he likes to run the ball, but Wilson, I guess, I don't know if he's smarter than RG three, but he knows how to save his body. Like RG three is not built like Cam Newton. Cam Newton is built to take hits like this. Newton is built to, you know, take, you know, power it in like a fullback. That's not what RG3 is like, and he's taking hits like Newton, and he's well, not Cam Newton. And we don't have a run offense like Seattle has. I mean, they're probably the best right. run offense in the league. Well, yeah, I know, I know. What I'm just saying is that he's not built like to take hits like this, like someone like Newton who runs and takes hits. Of course, like, but Russell Wilson isn't either. That's why he slides. Well, that's what I'm saying. He needs to be more like Wilson than sliding. Is what I'm, that's what well, I was trying to go to. Yes, but I think, it's a, I think it's a multitude of things. He needs to slide, but we also wouldn't mind having the number one ranked rush offense. Well, of course, and... That doesn't help. Detroit just scored. Yeah. And, and opening up the field for RG3, having a, a running back that, you know, when you when you do a read option play, everyone dives for the running back because he's a beast. Uh, you know, we kind of had that at first, but uh, well, here's the update. RG3 first came in the NFL. Here's the update from the Reston's Twitter. Reston's quarterback, Robert Griffin III, questionable to return. I think we can obviously say he's not going to return. Yeah, well, no. no point. Uh, with a stinger also being evaluated for a possible head injury. So shoulder and head. Okay. So that's all right. You know, keep no, him out of pra- keep him out of practice for the week. I mean, this is this is football. You get hurt, you yeah. get banged up. Yeah. You're gonna get banged up. It, it you know, happens. Let let's see him shake it off. See him be okay. Like sure, he he got a little dinged up. Okay. Hey, Peyton Manning had neck surgery. I don't want to hear anyone cry about a shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Let, let's wait and see. It's just frustrating because it's you're so hypersensitive. Whenever he gets into the game, you're just waiting for him to get hurt. You know, the one guy on sucks on YouTube just said Cam is stick. RG three is a pencil. <laughs> and he's just so true, so true. That is true. Camden's yeah. huge. You know and what? that'll I'm, probably keep Jameis Winston around a long time because he's not small either. Well, that same thing for Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck yeah. is built like he's, a he's like a Rosberger. Look a how man. look how built Rosberger is. Winston, I mean, when do you ever see Rosberger ever not play a game? I mean, unless it's a severe injury, Rosberger's always in there. No, it's true, and he take he takes a lot of, you know, a lot a lot of shots, hits. but but he's he's a big guy; he can absorb them. You know, yeah. RG three simply. You know, can't can't absorb all this. You know, time. I'm frustrated for you guys because I know I've seen you guys. We're going through the same thing. We don't have a quarterback, and it sucks knowing that. Wow, Mariota, hope you're not listening. I'm talking. He's turned. I'm talking. What about, I'm talking about the past couple of years he's with Locker. I'm talking about with Locker getting hurt and everything. Like, okay. like I felt the injury bug. How we were like, all right, Locker, this yep. is the answer. This is the answer. Sam Bradford hurt, <laughs> hurt. Hurt. So it's like I know the pain you guys are going through having a starting quarterback sure. that you're hoping. L- lots of teams it lots sucks. teams go through this. Look at Nick Foles got hurt and Sanchez had to come in. Yep. I mean, th- th- this happens all the time. You know, sh- sure it's, it sucks, but guess what? It's football. Let's move on. Like, okay, he's hurt. Let's well, let's move on. Let's not hang our heads and put our tail between our legs and 
Well, go cry uh, in a corner. I guess know, the main thing. Now, I'm gonna get get away from what you guys. The, the thing comes here is, is this, okay? He's getting hit. He's taking hits. Is he reading his progression the way he should? No, that keeps no. you from getting hits. Obviously, you either no. getting it out quick. You know who your checkdown guy is. You're looking in your one, two, three. Or is the offensive line that bad where they can't? But here's here's what people say: the offensive line have have a clock in their head. Okay, they know three step drop, five step drop. If you're lucky to back to a seven, they know how long you should have for a three step drop to get the ball off. So it's boom, boom, a thousand one, bam, you're gone. Where's the ball gone? Yeah, it's gone. Now maybe with RG three is boom, boom, boom. What the hell, guys? He's still back here. He's on his ass. What the hell's going on here? So you, you can't hold your block for five seconds, especially in the NFL. Sure, these guys are going to come hard at downhill, I, and they're going to get you know, through eventually. I, I just and I and I hate to say it, and they can chime in and say that I'm, I'm I'm a fool or I'm stupid or whatever. But if you're not reading your progression, okay, and 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 I and I get and I hate to say this, I get back to, you know, you can't compare it, but coaching high school football with this. And I'm looking at my quarterback back there, and I look and throw. I said, where, "Where the hell are you throwing to?" Yeah. What What do you mean? You eyeballed that guy right away. Did you look at the Look at the guy out here. Oh. Did you know he was out there? Well, he was going that way. Why did you go there? It looked good. What looked good? You You just got cracked on the backside. You threw it there. Boo, it's inception incomplete. Take this right over here and and take a sure thing. Instead of trying to get this, work your way downfield. You know, if you're not doing that, oh, you're gonna take some hits. Sure. If you're holding on the ball okay. trying to get yeah. big plays, of course. Yeah. Well, they said last they said last week he had people wide open down the field and just decided to either run the ball or just keep looking like he's not. I, they brought Jay Gruden in because Gruden they say it was a QB guy. He had Andy, but here's the right. thing: you had Andy Dalton, you had AJ Green. You don't have that in Washington. Andy Dalton, I hate to say, is probably a better quarterback than RG three in terms of reading the field. I mean, you're you're trying to change yeah. RG three from what he was to a pocket passer, and it's more difficult than what people are thinking is going to be. Sure, it's difficult because all all he's known his whole life is. I'm faster than everyone else. I'm faster. I can outrun you. You come around the line on me. I'm gonna outrun you. He did it in college. He did it his first year because people weren't ready for that read option. It was something new. Now, here's my question for you. RG3 ran the read option. Always wondered this on mobile quarterbacks. Vic in his prime, what do you think he would have done with that read option if he had it at his disposal? It he would have beasted it out, but Vic is injury prone too. He was. Right. Well, so, he got that Madden curse of it. So, well, <laughs> but here's the thing though. I think the big, witchcraft. but you bring, yeah. you bring, <laughs> you bring someone like Vic into this. Vic, as when he came back into the league when he was with the Eagles, he knew he had to adjust. And I think he he adjusted. You know, he wasn't the best at it, but I feel like it seemed like he adjusted maybe a little bit better than RG3. But, I mean, I think RG3 has to look at these guys, maybe someone like Vic, you know, maybe some of these other mobile quarterbacks maybe had an injury and has had to change their ways and maybe look at their film and maybe look like, okay, how did they change this, you know? Maybe give a call to Michael Vick. You know, I don't know if I don't know if Vick does something like that or something, but maybe give a call and be like, "Hey, man, you know what can I do? How did you change your ways?" You know, like I said during, you know, maybe about what I said about Drew Storm for the Nats. You know, he's having problems. 
he talked to Mariano Rivera. He talked to someone who was a veteran and Rivera, you know, wouldn't think of someone who would talk to someone. Maybe RG3 reach out to maybe a Dante Culpepper. Well, that that would be the first step. RG3 mm-hmm. ask for help and that's never going to happen. Yeah. No. No, but I mean, would you, would you maybe say something like that? Maybe reach out for someone like a Mike Vick and ask, hey, look, man, you know, beginning of your career, you were doing what I did my rookie season. You, you know, obviously you went to jail, you came back. What did I you throw that? No, in you wouldn't. I mean, obviously you wouldn't, but just be <laughs> like, you know, jailbird. you know, you wouldn't, but mention like, you know, when you came back, how did you change your ways to become a pocket passer? How did you resist the temptation to want to run? Cause you know, Vic, he wanted to run cause that's all he known, but you saw the Eagles, you saw obviously in the Monday night massacre, he did very well passing the ball. I mean, he came back and changed his ways, but maybe you reached out to someone like a Vic or Culpepper, maybe even. Yeah, but did Vic do that well of a job? I mean, <laughs> he didn't, but he it was more. He, but I think he he just I think it was the age probably caught up to him. But maybe you asked him, you know, because Vic got away from it. You saw he was more inclined to pass and the run. He may not have been good, but he was able to stop his temptation. Sure, but I would also say the targets he had in Atlanta were nothing. He was the yeah. whole football team where it's like, okay, if I don't literally just take this and run circles around everyone, we won't. But he also worked with Deshaun in Philly. Maybe you can ask, you know, how do I utilize Deshaun? Well, okay. But here's the problem, though, well, is... Yeah, throw it long. But well, here's the problem. Well, RG3's saying. never got to work with Deshaun. So RG3 is the greatest quarterback in the NFL, so yeah. he's not going to ask... By the way, the Redskins are moving the ball right now. Jones just ran for a 24-yard gain. Uh, Thompson had a 19-yard. McCoy just passed to Bell for 12 yards. It seemed like the starters are out. Here we go. McCoy just passed for 12 yeah, yards, so here we go. Defense. Like, let's find <laughs> right. out what defenders are on the field. Here we go. Here we go. Tomorrow, McCoy threw for 15, for 16, for 200 yards. Put It's going to happen. You know it's going to happen tomorrow. Of you know it's going to happen. Of course. So next week, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Well, what if it, what, if, what if McCoy just like kills it tonight? I mean, like... What, I, but he's okay. facing second stringers, though. He's facing against guys that may not even have a job. Special team guys, that's the only way they'll, they'll probably yeah, but, get on but, the team that. They'll be backups. RG3 wasn't facing and those guys? If they get no, he's cut. facing first string. First string. Yeah. But like, so like now he's... I RG3's mean, out. First string's out for both teams. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, 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 I just... I'm just not seeing any progression or, you know, any progress at all. Well, now we're not, we're going to see even less because he may even play next week. So possible concussion. Okay. He won't play next week. There you go. That's mandatory seven to 10 unless the NFL does the right thing. All right. The third preseason game is the one where the starters go three quarters. That's a dress rehearsal. He doesn't play next week. Now you get into discussion where. He's gonna have to play the four preseason game now with a bunch of backups. Because what do you, you do? You do keep that. Yeah, but then what do you do week one? I mean, he didn't get to do. Uh, he didn't really have much of a preseason. I mean, Brad, what do you do week one if he doesn't play next week? What do you? How do you handle week one? Pray. Do you go by whoever looked the best in practice, or I mean, if Cousins comes out in preseason week three with the starters and has a good showing, I mean, what, do you go him with week one, or what? Do you, I, now I would, we have the controversy now. I would say you still plan on playing RG three. You know, give him give him reps in the fourth preseason game. Uh, you know, because he he obviously he's gonna have to have some. Like he's gonna have to have some. So give him reps in the fourth preseason game, and if he looks like he's okay, stick with him. And if you you know, I would still say you have to game plan that he's gonna be okay uh, until you have definitive reason to say otherwise and completely jump ship. You gotta stick with what your game plan is. You know, but you have gotta you seen have, enough of him this preseason to say this guy can go in and win for us? No, but what, why have I seen anything from anyone else? Right. That 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 makes me but, feel. But my even question better. is though, if McCoy, but if 
Cousins goes out with the first team next week and has a great showing, puts up great numbers, the discussion's going to be up. Okay, sure. What do you do? Well, if, if, what he, do you do? if he looks real good and RG3 like, is isn't, not recovering isn't healthy at all, then then sure, you got to go with Cousins. But I, I still say if RG3 is healthy, he is our best chance to win. He I'm, starts. I'm sorry. He starts. Against the Dolphins. I, I, I don't care. I'm sick of people like, oh, well, what if Cousins was good? Well, what if Matt Schaub starts looking good? Is he going to start over Flacco? No. No, Flacco is no. their best chance to win. Like, RG3 is our best chance to win, no matter what. If he's healthy, he plays. Yeah, you, you End go, of discussion. You, yeah, you go back. I mean, Cousins had his shot last year. He had a shot and he botched it. He botched it. They had to bring him a coy. But here's my problem with Jay Gruden last year was Gruden had a leash, and anytime someone messes up, that leash was pulled. Here's my thing with RG3 last year and, and Kirk Cousins, which I think really screwed up both of them was, was that both in their mindset was Gruden has such a tight leash you know, they probably maybe felt, oh God, it might, you know, if I mess up, am I done? So maybe they had some pressure also last year, but I mean, we're also running short on time here, everyone. So we're going to wrap this up pretty, pretty quick. But here's, here's the major question though. I mean, just like cousin goes out and shows, but here's the thing with RG3. I want to go week one. You're playing the Dolphins. Your offensive line from the look of it sucks. and sucks. is a beast. There's your problem. I mean, what, what do you... <laughs> So I'm petrified for Sue against RG3. Okay, as so a fan. we don't start RG3 when we're afraid the defensive line can rip him to shreds. That, that's a great way to game plan your season. Well, no, yeah, but you throw him out there and you you put your best foot forward to win. You don't you don't play to like lose or maybe just try and maybe we won't be, get hurt. You know what? You you throw all your cards out there and if they rip one of your legs off, they rip one of your legs off. You deal with it. <laughs> if RG3 doesn't pan out this season. And let's say the injury Obviously, he's gone. Okay, now here's my other question. Do you think he gets a second chance somewhere else, a new sure. first start? You think he will? Oh, yeah. Why, why wouldn't somebody give him a t- chance? Somebody will give him another chance. Why wouldn't someone? Everyone thinks they can, you know, all these coaches think they can fix fix guys. Oh, I can fix you. I can fix you. Yep. Of course. Of course he gets a second chance. Yeah, yeah, and here's a question about RG3. How actually, we've seen all this, how actually beat up is his body? Probably pretty beat I, up. I mean, there, there's, the, there's, there's, there's the big question. How much does he have in his body? I mean, you said tonight in the game, I mean, he was, you know, running for his life, taking some hits. He took some hits last week. I mean, you know, how much more can his body take uh, uh, of this week in and week out? Just out of curiosity, your two's opinion, how do you think he would fare if they did like a spread offense like with Chip Kelly? How do you think he would fare in that type of offense? I'm hoping that the reads would be easier and he'd be able to get out, get the get the ball out quicker. Do you uh, think that would be the type of offense for him? I could see Philly taking a, a shot yeah. on RG3. Sure, why not? I mean, I'm just saying, do you see maybe someone like, you know, you hate to say it, but maybe go to someone like a Kelly that runs an offense like that and can spread it out for him and maybe make it easier for him? Of course, but I could give you a bunch yeah. of hypothetical situations. Yeah. Let, let, yeah. let me ask you this, Shipe. Let's say our offensive line starts blocking like Dallas. Then he'll be the, fine. The, okay, so so you're giving me but all these the hypotheticals thing. where okay. it's like, sure, of course. If you put him in the best system, will he be successful? Yes. That's an easy question. Yes. If his offensive line starts blocking, can he make downfield passes? Yeah. Well, yes. Here you he go. Here straight. you go. Spread offense you said would work for him. Like, Do you then change the offense to work for him because it seems like they're trying to make him work Jay Gruden's offense. Do you do what Shanny and Kyle did and change the offense for him the first year and then for some reason they just said, screw it, let's go to something else. I, don't, I, I think they should have kept 
with what worked for him, but they want to make him a pro quarterback. Do you, as Jay Drew, just say, screw it. I'm done with him trying to make him a pro-style quarterback. Let me do what he can do and make it a spread offense. Do you think they, should they make it his offense that worked for him, not try to change his style quarterback? Yes, because he's going to get hurt anyway. Just go ahead and have him run the read read option. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Let him kill himself as much as he wants. He's going to do it anyway. So if he's going to get hurt, let's at least win a couple dang football games. There you go. There's my opinion on it. That's what I always thought. I always, I, that's why I've always thought was why change, why try to make him something? I know he's always like, we know I want to be a pocket passion. Well, I think we're trying to keep him healthy, but I think, yeah. I think now we need to realize, you know what? He's not going to stay healthy. So let's, Let's put him use him in his yep. as much as he can as much as you can before he breaks down. I hate to say we're, that we're paying him millions of dollars. Let's go until literally he like has no bones left. Do what they do. What teams do with running backs? Virtually just what teams it. do with running backs? Wear him out as long as they can, and then once they're thirty years old, see ya. Thank you for giving us the five best years of your life. Now go be a second string somewhere. That's it. That's I mean that's what you have to do, and that's why you just Gruden needs to just break down and be like, all right, this guy can't be a pro style. You know, I want a pro-style quarterback. He's not it. But. Change the spread. Didn't RG3 throw a huge fit when Shanahan, like, they tried to get him to run the read option and didn't, like, he and his dad say, I'm not doing that anymore. It's going to get me killed. Yeah. Well, then you know what? You sit down with RG3 and said, either you run the spread or you go to the bench. Okay, go to the bench. There you go. That's what you do. Okay. And it's like, you know, you don't want to do it? All right, Kurt, come on. You want to run the spread? Do you want to start he for this team? Run the spread. Well, he can't, but Wrong. it's... A- then you have an owner who's an idiot and the owner yeah. says he's playing anyway. Right. But here's the thing: Did you tell RG we're run the spread? You don't like it? You can sit on the bench. Oh, well, I'm not gonna run it. All right, Kurt, you want to start for this team? Yeah, go in. You actually want to play? And then Dan Schneider comes down and says, "You're fired. Yeah, don't you're, you you're, ever not start my franchise quarterback? You got a four year contract turns into a two year contract. Russians yep. just scored. Matt Jones touchdown. It's gonna be ten seven. But you know what they need? They need a coach. I think I'm not saying anything to Gruden. Shanahan tried to control what he was doing there. Schneider wouldn't let it's him. Possible. You don't think there's any coach out there that can tell? Schneider to shove it. This is my Heck team. No. Heck no. no. No coach. Never. Nope. Hunter and the... The Redskins will not get back to being... Until Snyder leaves. Until Snyder's gone. Well, there were a couple coaches that could tell him, but as you know, when they were approached... They said no right they away. They said no. Yep. They said no. Cower said no. Yep. Said, John, I, don't I would have thought, I would have thought that him. John would have told his brother, don't do it. Well, I think he wanted his brother to have an opportunity he, as yeah, a head, head coach. coach. He's probably telling his brother, I bet you regret everything you did now. Maybe, maybe not. I'm sure his paycheck isn't bad. Jay, you should have came to the Titans. <laughs> uh, Hunter in the chat room says, uh, you know, this is a human being that we're talking about. <laughs> There's also a question for... Uh, True, but this is a business we're talking about. <laughs> There's also a question for uh, for Coach after we get off this topic. Hmm. His starting line, does he mean mine? Or no, dad? he's talking about his. His starting line will do tomorrow. What's starting? Wait, what do you mean by starting line? Who's, what's the question? Do you have a game tomorrow? Yes, we have a scrimmage. Oh. Okay, so so uh, Christian in the chat room says, uh, <laughs> let's see, so he says, so I have a question for Coach David Scheib. How does he think his starting line will do tomorrow? Question <laughs> mark. Offensively or defensively, Christian? Give me, give me. Do which, both. Which do side? Both. Just go. Go ahead with both. I, I, let there's me tell like you a thir- There's like a 30 now, second uh, delay. So uh, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think they'll do okay. It's bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, That's I great. think they'll they'll both sides of the ball, offense and defense, will do okay. All right, and and any mistakes we make, we can we can we can go ahead and counter them. So don't sit there and be nervous tonight, Christian. Everything will be fine tomorrow in the scrimmage. <laughs> we will do okay. 
All right. Well, we're gonna That's wrap. Awesome. We're gonna wrap it up this evening. Uh, we went over a lot today. Next week, uh, we'll have a lot to go over in terms of RG three. What's going on? In the Redskins' third preseason game. So yep. we'll have. A lot, Brad's already taking the headphones off. We'll have a lot to go over next week. You know, hopefully the Nationals are back up on there with maybe first place, maybe a game or two behind. We can only hope. Brad's hoping for Brad's hoping for some team in DC. Go Wizards! <laughs> uh, thank you for the chat room, everyone that can participate. James, Hunter Looney, uh, Christian, the guy named RG3. I wonder who that was. That said, RG3. <laughs> RG3. Maybe that's why he wasn't playing good. We had a fake out there playing. Well, the <laughs> fake is he, now hurt. He went on the sidelines and went, let me tweet this guy real quick talking bad about me. Uh. Um, also, pertaining to our live show at BWB, we may be running some roadblocks as of now. We're still going to, it's still going to be on, but keep on checking the website for details. It may change dates. So please check for that. Yeah, there's some logistical issues that came up, so we're trying to figure everything out, but so we'll see what happens. Keep up to date. Also, next week on the show, we may be showing off our new Shite Sports Talk shirt, so look for that maybe next week for yeah. some little little clash. So we'll have to make some t-shirts and stuff or something like that to give away as like trivia or trivia. something like that. Yeah. Also, I hope everyone enjoyed our new segment of the week, which was brought to you by... Brought to you by... Just say the name. Junk Masters. All right. Brought junk to you masters. by ju- Junk Masters. Thank you. And also, today's show was brought to you by Buffalo Wings and Beer of Germantown, Maryland. Please check out their big variety of wings, their variety of beers. I'm sure a lot of people love to drink beers and eat some wings. And also, enjoy their over three dozen high-definition televisions for all your sporting yeah, events. They and have pool, pool tables. Pool tables. They have dart boards. They have a nice outside seating. They have a full bar. Lots of... Uh, and the wait staff is really nice. So enjoy them. That's where we'll be doing our fantasy draft. So everyone, thank you for listening. For myself, for Paul, Brad. Uh, how about uh, you let them know where they can reach us? Oh, I almost <laughs> forgot. I always forget. Paul, please take it over, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah. So thanks again, everybody in the chat room. Uh, you can also send tweet us at uh, at Shipe Sports Talk and send us emails Shipe Sports Talk at gmail.com. The website is Shipe Sports uh, we'd love to hear from you. Give us ratings on the i on the podcast uh, aggregates like iTunes or Stitcher or something like that. Um, and yeah, if you have any, if you're watching the stream, give us a like on YouTube and subscribe to the channel. That way, you can get all the updates on uh, on everything that's coming up with us. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Once again, thank you for listening. For myself, Paul, Brad, the coach. Good luck tomorrow on your scrimmage. Good luck to the Gatesboro High School JV football team. Thank you for that. We will give it our best. And hopefully your O-line will protect your quarterback better than the Skins protected RG3 tonight. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Way too soon. When in doubt, we run. So next week, like I said, we'll go back over the rest second preseason game. We'll look at the quarterback situation. Obviously, it will probably be a big topic. Um, I'll give a status update on RG3 on the the Facebook, so look for that. So thank you for listening again, everyone. Remember, next week, tune in, YouTube, 7 p.m. Actually, Real quick before we go, Paul, yeah. this week we may be doing a different... Have day? you looked into a different day? Y- yeah. No. Yes. Sort of. All right. Next week, guys, we will probably be doing a different day for the show. I have, Fortunately, I have to work from 2 to 10 p.m., That's and right. I don't know how much free time I would have to be able to Skype at work. Yeah. Coach and I are going to pick up the slack. Uh, I'm the host of this. We're not doing this without me. That's right. We'll so bring look a on. Pay look, attention on the. On pay attention the, to Facebook. The, for, yeah. for Facebook and Twitter. Twitter. Mm-hmm. So thanks again for joining us. For myself, Paul, Brad, and the coach again. So long. Have a good evening. Go Nats. Go Nats. <laughs>